0: Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the Let's Level Up podcast. I'm your host, Rick Perez. Uh, We're not going to be talking much about games today. This is going to be a pro wrestling podcast. Really talking about uh, NXT TakeOver Toronto and WWE SummerSlam with my good buddy James Allen, who you may remember from our WrestleMania podcast. James, a.k.a. the best booker on the planet. Seriously, this guy thinks of the best angles all the time. It's awesome. Uh, So we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about the card. We're going to give our predictions, our thoughts, and even rant about a few things along the way. And I hope you certainly enjoy it. We'll have more gaming-related podcasts up in the weeks to come, so don't fret. We are not a wrestling podcast full-time anyway. Uh, We will always talk about the things that I love, which is games, horror movies, my family, mental health, awareness, and pro wrestling. So... Please, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Uh, Alright, well, welcome back, everybody, to the show. With me is my good pal, James Allen, returning to the show. He's the reigning, Thanks. defending heavyweight. Cruiserweight? I don't know, James. You're you're smaller guy than me. I'm a super heavyweight. You could uh, be heavyweight I, champ. I,
1: I, I, I I'll run with middleweight. Middleweight. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: James, as you know, we both love we both love pro wrestling. Uh, James is a little bit more into the other realm of sports than I am, uh, and is a fellow Texan. So I don't know if we talked about that on the last show, but we are Texas strong on this podcast.
1: Yes, we are.
0: Uh, we want to talk about. NXT takeover Toronto, which I am insanely hyped for, and uh, of course the Big Show—not the Big Show, but the WWE SummerSlam. <laughs> um, although, did you hear Big Show is getting his own Netflix sitcom?
1: I saw the—I uh, saw some memes about it. Is what I saw.
0: Yeah, pe- and it—it's <laughs> about him and his daughter, and like. He's like a retired professional wrestler in the show, and he's trying to raise his daughter or whatever, and I guess hijinks ensue, like all sitcoms, but it's called The Big Show Show.
1: Yeah, this this will be interesting.
0: Oh, man.
1: I'll Net- give it a try.
0: I'll, I'll give it a try as well, but I'll tell you, I don't want to get on a rant before we get into the actual meat of the show. Netflix is, is, is losing me a bit, man.
1: Well, you know, they're in trouble, and... You know, Disney made sure of that. Yeah. And, you know, streaming service, with everybody cutting the cord, streaming service is is blowing up. So it's just a matter of time. You know, everybody's pulling out of Netflix now. So, you know, they've got to come up with some original content that people like.
0: Yeah, man, you know what I think they should do? And it's kind of counter to the whole streaming thing. But there's something about making people wait a week or a few days in between episodes that I think needs to come back. Um, I was, and I don't know, I don't know if you're a binger or not, but a lot of my friends and myself are, are bingers, but like I, I accidentally, I didn't mean to, I wanted to savor the boys, you know, that, that new Garthianist comic book on Amazon prime. And I ended up watching yes. it all in a day, you know, I just got hooked. And after it was over, I was like, oh, why did I do that? I want, I want to watch more of it. Uh, so there's something about, like, retaining a subscription. I don't know if it would just piss everybody off to the point where they would just bounce to a different service that didn't do that. But keep them coming back week after week.
1: You know, and, and that's that's really it. I mean, I think long term as more services pop up streaming, that's, it's going to have to happen otherwise you know you're gonna have a whole bunch of people cycling through free trials
0: right I've, I've done that I've done that with uh, what is it sling like 12 times man like every time I got a different car, I was like oh, I guess I'll activate sling for a week and right <laughs> we'll go well watch Raw live for a change instead of catching the Hulu recap uh, yeah all right so let's talk about NXT takeover Toronto uh, starting at the, the, the bottom of the card, and I don't know if this is the match order or not, but I, I think it may be. Uh, we got a triple threat match for the North American Championship. Velveteen Dream versus the Bruiserweight Pete Dunn versus the Undisputed Era stablemate Roddy Strong, Roderick Strong. Um, James, what do you think about Velveteen Dream?
1: You know, I like He's got, he's got a lot of character to him, a lot of personality. So
0: He is, man. He's he's kind of a throwback. He's One, he's completely unique, right? Yes. But he's like a throwback to some of my favorite 80s wrestlers, man, or early 90s wrestlers. Uh, to me, he just oozes Rick Rude like so much. Yes. And, yes. I, man, Rick Rude was seeing him come into a stadium, grab that microphone, B-rate every single dude in the stadium to build that heat, but still have for whatever reason all the girls cheering for him was just incredible when I was a kid seeing that happen, and I think Velveteen's dreams got that and I don't know if you watched his season of Tough Enough that he was on, but he was a a very well-spoken kind of mild-mannered just I'm pretty sure just a normal God-fearing Christian boy named Patrick on that show, and he ended up getting cut because he didn't have, they didn't think he had it and then here he comes. He's one of the only guys from that season, you know, still doing the thing in the WWE, and he's he's champion, which is really cool. And his character is phenomenal.
1: You know, the thing with that is, you know, you've got producers telling you how you should be on TV, and they've never been on TV. Yeah. And and you you often miss opportunities like that, and that's why I'm glad to see you know him really stick it out and stick with it because it'd be a shame to be missing out on everything that he is now.
0: No kidding, man. No kidding. I love I love the whole the whole Prince gimmick that he had when he first kind of hit, and that kind of androgynous uh, yes. just figure was just, I don't know, it was just captivating. And I think what really put him over was his match, for me anyways, was his match with uh, Alistair Black. Um, I forgot what takeover it was at. Uh, but when he kept screaming at Aleister Black to try to get him to say my name, and after yeah. Aleister Black hits him with the black mask and pins him, he just says, like, enjoy infamy, and then he says his name, and the crowd just went nuts, dude. That moment, it wasn't even part of the match. It was just that one moment where Aleister Black gave him the respect of
1: saying his name. As silly as that sounds, uh, it was so cool. But, you know, that, that that's the realness that's missing on the main roster.
0: Oh, you know, yeah. that,
1: you know... That, that's why, you know, NXT is slowly becoming my new love, because, you know, these guys, you know, are, are putting on a show. And, you know, I remember being at, uh, at Mania last year, or year before last, and I'm watching some of the shows that, some of the matches that they're putting on during Access. And, you know, the crowd's into it, the matches are incredible. You know, these guys are really doing some impressive things.
0: So yeah. It's just an incredible show, man. If you, if you haven't yet, if you're listening to this and you're a wrestling fan, chances are you're aware of NXT, at least at some level. If you're not watching the weekly content, and if you're not watching every TakeOver, you're missing out on what I feel. TakeOver is the event. Uh, no matter what, no matter if we're talking about AEW or New Japan Pro Wrestling or WWE, NXT TakeOver always shines. It is never, I can't remember the last time I watched a bad match on a TakeOver card. Like, it's just always, these guys get the right amount of time to work. They have a really compelling storyline, almost always, that you're hooked into. No matter where or what division or what spot of the card it is, every match feels important. And it's really hard to do. And I don't know why it doesn't feel that way on the main roster a lot of the time. Sometimes we get that. The Kofi, Kofi mania was a moment that I think outshined, I don't know, a 10 years of bad WWE programming for me. Like, it was just incredible.
1: (laughs) I I, I gotta agree. It's something lost when these guys transition from from NXT to the main roster that, you know, the, the staff and the team at the main roster just aren't grasping. But... Slowly, you know, we'll, we'll have more NXT than we have, you know, you know, senior generation guys, and you know, we'll, we'll get these kind of matches all the time.
0: Yeah, it may be close. We may be there already. Or at least, uh, I, th- I think what really has to have happen is the people that are responsible for producing the segments in NXT are going to get promoted up as well, right? And then they will be helping to produce some of the segments with the main roster. Because that, that talent line a lot of people don't think about. Um, a lot of people just just think about the, the in-ring talent. But there's a lot of producers, there's commentators that they're building. There's a whole new generation of backstage personnel that they're building and training in NXT. To hopefully, I think if it works out, move them to a traveling road gig on the main roster. So here's hoping, man. Because they need it some days. But all right, let's get back to this match. Triple threat nxt north american championship one of my favorite championships there is since adam cole held that belt first um it's just really shined as the mid card championship in nxt uh pete dunn the bruiserweight i haven't seen him perform in a while i think he's been over in nxt uk for a bit and roderick strong is just a complete workhorse man that guy can just make anybody look good Um, yes who do you got do you think velveteen retains or do you think he's finally gonna lose and get called up
1: you know I've, I've i've gone back and forth on this you know i would you know i would like to see him retain and then get the call up because he's earned it but at the same time i'm you know you're hesitant it, maybe it's right you know it's kind of yeah. like i I can't see i think i think we've seen that before where you know we've seen a champ come up with the, with the belt and then you know make you know slowly transition into the main roster i think this guy's ready to to be main roster candidate so he may go ahead and lose it go ahead and drop it and then you know we see him show back up
0: i think i think he's ready as well i think and and i think he is um if you look at nxt it's nothing but care it's nothing but characters like strong developed characters velveteen dream is completely unique uh, a guy like Matt Riddle, as dumb as his gimmick is, is, is really unique, right? Like that weird surfer party bro stoner guy who has an MMA background and it'll break your jaw if you say anything about him. like Right. It's cool. Uh, Pete Dunne, another one of those guys. I mean, I guess the – I don't want to sound stereotypical, but a lot of the English badasses kind of present themselves in the same way. But Pete Dunne as the smaller guy and then labeling himself the bruiser weight Uh, i always thought was really clever um i like i like the way he works too um what i want to have happen because i'm such a big undisputed error mark is roddy to win this championship so roddy wins the undisputed error official o'reilly win and then adam cole retains and all of the gold is on the undisputed era, as they prophesized at the beginning of the year. I think that'd be a great way to end their run in NXT and get them ready for a um, maybe even a post-Mania or pre-Mania invasion of of the main roster. I think that could really work.
1: That could. That could. I I could see that happening, especially with some of my predictions for the main for the main show. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. I, I, I'll circle. I'll circle back to that, but yeah, okay. I, I can see that happening.
0: So I'm. I'm going to say Roddy is who I want to win this match. Uh, I think uh, we are looking at a very strong challenger for match of the night, even match of the entire weekend. Uh, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano should be uh, hellacious as well. So uh, who knows? We are in for a treat on a lot of these. So I, I think so. Who, who's your official pick here?
1: Uh official pick on the record. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn, bruiser weight. I like, I like it.
0: I like it. Um all right, Candles the Ray, Mrs. Gargano versus Eo Shirai. Um this is like evil Eo as well. She had a bit of a heel turn in recent weeks where she's she's not taking any shit anymore, which is kinda cool to see. Um did you have you seen any of Candice's stuff with uh, Joey Ryan on and like PWG or anything like that? I have not. So one, she is a fantastic intergender wrestler. Um, she has some pretty incredible spots uh, where she's sold the hell uh, for dudes and then just beaten the crap out of dudes. Um, if you're not aware, Joey Joey Ryan, uh, or as the elite. AEW guys call him. Famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan is the guy you will see on a lot of the viral wrestling videos where a guy will grab his crotch and he will use the power of his dick to flip them.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Okay. I've seen that. So yes, you may have, I've so, seen that. Uh,
0: in fact, his his gimmick right now on the AEW show Being the Elite is everybody is kicking the crap out of him now because the little blonde girl that used to protect him isn't there anymore as a nod to Candace. So yes. like... He'll get a pizza delivered to his house, and the next thing you know, like, the pizza guy will be beating him up. uh, (laughs) And, like, his wife will go and chase him off or whatever. So, uh, I don't know. I really like Candice for that, but I I haven't really liked much of what I've seen of her in NXT, only because she's been kind of a – she's just been booked like a WWE wife and not as a competitor, in my opinion. So hopefully this is a start to making her a a credible in-ring threat because she can be
1: yeah move her from from diva to women's competitor
0: yeah i think so uh, but i think e o needs a win here um i think i think eo needs a win pretty badly where she's she what do they call her the the princess of the sky or something like that Yes. Uh, some of her old stuff um out, outside of nxt is just is just remarkable like some of the best women's wrestling you'll see and again she's she's also kind of fell a little flat for me where uh, she hasn't quite reached that that level of of wrestling where she was doing outside of NXT. So I think I think both of these ladies need an incredible showing and hopefully they get the time to give us that cuz I know they're both capable.
1: Yeah, I could see. I th- I think this is going to be a good match. We're we're going to get to, you know, or they'll get the time to put on a good match and um, really show what they're capable of. I I could see I can see Candice getting called up soon if she can, you know, hold herself together in the, in the ring. And then Shirai is gonna get her chance to run it run it in NXT.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think Io should stay in NXT for a bit for sure. She's uh, there's something about like I don't know if I trust. I, I don't want to sound, you know, anti WWE because I'm not. But there is there is something about the way that Kyrie and Osaka have been booked on the main roster, um, even as a tag team, right? It, there's just something about it like that just doesn't feel right, like they're being lost right now, and it
1: it, it is. It, and and I have kind of noticed that you know kind of watching them, and that's why I think that uh EO will be NXT for a little while longer. Because they've got to figure out what's going on with the women's division right now.
0: For sure, man.
1: I mean, with with all the quality talent that we've got going on, do we really need to call back Trish Stratus for a match?
0: Probably not, man. But you know what? 18-year-old me is very happy.
1: (laughs) Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I'm going to watch the match. (laughs) I'm going to watch the match. But, yeah, I mean, I was a Trish Stratus fan before she ever became a superstar. So, but, yeah, this is one of those where, you know.
0: It's it's one of those things that we've seen time and time again, man, uh, where a returning superstar, uh, in, in the eyes of what they call, like, the internet wrestling community or, or the SMARCs, um yes. you're taking time from somebody who's been, literally busting their ass and hasn't seen their family for 200 days on the road, uh, that they, they could have that. And we're, we're at the end of the day, we're talking about what 12 minutes max. Are they going to yes. give, are they going to give Trish and Charlotte more than that? Maybe not. Maybe. I mean, that'd be cool, but it's, it's, they got 10 matches to fill too. Like that's a lot of time, uh, already. So I don't know. I, I don't know. You're right though. I mean, that, I think that the entire main roster needs a complete overhaul and the amount of divisions that it has and the amount of champions. I think almost all of the co-champions, like the Raw and the SmackDown titles, need to be one championship, and it needs to bounce back and forth between shows. And I think there's a way to write TV around that, and that way you can help build up a division without without having just championship matches featured on your main cards and then having the tag titles be ignored for instance like we're like we're seeing for tomorrow right yes but anyways back to candace and eo uh i'm i'm saying eo should win a a very hard fought match i hope
1: i i agree i agree I, i can see that happening
0: all right uh next the nxt tag championship street profits versus the undisputed era man uh are you a street profits fan or are you a ue fan or both
1: um i'm a little bit of both i um I like what I've seen in the street profits, uh, lately. Lately. Yeah. uh, So, you know,
0: they've, they've kind of, I think they finally figured it out. Uh, their, their first few, um, like vignettes or whatever, where they were uh, like hustling on the street and stuff like that. I think it fell a little flat, but just having them kind of, um, basically glorified hype man who can get in and, and, and bust it up in the ring, I think really works. And that, that tag mat, or that uh, ladder match that we saw was incredible, in Last Takeover.
1: They've got a lot of skills, you know. Um, I think they, you know, WWE and NXT started out trying to fix what they did wrong with Crime Time in this group.
0: Oh, great point. And,
1: and I think now that you know they're finally coming to realize that this is not Crime Time too. You know, and, and building for what the street profits is good for, and I think now we're starting to see them shine.
0: That's a really solid point there. Um, that being said, my my heart is with UE on every match always, and um, I think Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly may be one of the best tag teams working right now. Um, definitely in WWE, I, th- I think they're. They're, they're definitely, I think they're top five in the world. I, I'd go ahead and say that far. Like, there's uh, the Lucha Brothers. I don't know if you've been yeah. watching their stuff in AE, uh, in AAA or AEW, but they're incredible. Uh, the Young Bucks, again, I'm a huge Bucks yes. Bucks fan. They're incredible. The Usos are incredible. The Revival's incredible. UE is, is right there with all those guys. Um, and they work so well together. And they have forever. I mean, I don't know if you've seen any of their stuff. Um, when they were the boys uh, for Dalton Castle. Right. Uh, just that, just amazing comic work and comedy work while still putting on incredible matches uh, is something that WWE hasn't really ever gotten right, I don't think. Right. Their, their comedy matches are 100% comedy. They're short they're there to make somebody laugh, and then you get them out of the ring as fast as you can. So that way, now that the crowd has forgotten about whatever last match occurred before them, now you can get in and get Roman Reigns to get booed for a bit. Uh, it's just, I don't know. So again, I'm going for UE here. Uh, I think the Street Profits have already been seen backstage at Raw a whole bunch anyway, so... Yeah. Only makes sense... Not that you have to lose a title to get called up. Asuka didn't, right? I mean, it doesn't. you don't have to lose it to... But, traditionally you lose a takeover match and then you're 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 wrestling on monday night raw uh the next week
1: i think so i think that's how it's gonna go i think the street profits are you know i think they've caught enough interest you know with their appearances now to where you know we we can they'll give them a shot probably you know a fatal four-way tag team match or something like that, but I think they, I think they lose. They put on a good match, and then we, we see them, we see them on Raw.
0: Oh man, i will be into that. Challenging uh, the OC for the championships, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, i will be down with that. Um, all right, moving on to the NXT Women's Championship match: Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. Um, God Shayna is, has just been on a tear in NXT two time women's champion which I think is she the first one or did Asuka officially win twice Um, Asuka never I lost like, in NXT right
1: no I don't think she Asuka was undefeated when she came when she got called up
0: I feel like there was somebody else who, who's won the championship twice but I don't remember who it is now Anyway, uh, I've been waiting for them to call Shayna up. I, th- I think the women, the main roster women's division, needs a Shayna Baszler, so bad. And I don't know. Um, they tried to do it a bit with Becky, um, yeah. and then Becky got super, super popular, and so they backed off in there and kind of made her the more Stone Cold Steve Austin esque figure. But they right. need, they need a badass in that division, uh, and Shayna is that that badass i think so i'm i'm almost wondering if now's the time to go ahead and let her drop the strap and then and then make a call up in a few weeks
1: you know i i don't think she drops it i, th- I think i think she comes up with it okay I, I, think, I, I think she after this match i think she uh she comes up uh and then you know charlotte's gonna be on the tear she's gonna be doing things and i think that you know this is you know she she comes up calling people out
0: oh i'm into that man i in. i'm into a shana versus charlotte feud
1: yeah uh yeah.
0: That, that would be cool um i also i don't you know i think you're right man i think more of these nxt champions need to need to get moved to the main roster with their title yes and either relinquish or or defend in both areas um to me, it just makes sense. It helps build NXT as a uh, equal level brand. So that way, when guys like Breeze or Fandango um, or Killian Dane, you know, get moved back, it's not f- seen like a demotion, right? It's right. seen like an equal change there. Because um, again, it's the best product in my opinion. So make it make it feel that way,
1: right? It, exactly. Uh,
0: it, okay, I, I, so it sounds like we're saying two different things here, though. You're thinking Shane is going to win and get called up. I'm saying Mia's going to win, and Shane is going to get called up anyway. So either way, we're looking—we're both looking forward to a Shane to call up.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Shane is getting called up. I think that you know, I think she comes up champ and de, and demanding respect oh. on the main roster.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, Okay, so get this. Stipulation for the NXT Championship. Which, uh, these guys, their last match against each other was a 2 out of 3 falls match. However, uh, this is also a 2 out of 3 falls match. However, uh, it's got a little bit different stipulation. First fall, classic match. Next fall is a street fight. And then if it goes to a third fall, there's going to be a stipulation decided by William Regal, which I'm assuming is going to be a last-man-standing stipulation.
1: I could see that.
0: And I hope my boy, Adam Cole, baby, retains over Johnny Gargano. And we get to see Johnny. Uh, he already had that tease in the main roster before Tommaso had to step away with that neck surgery. Um, I think it's time for Johnny to, to shine up there for a bit. Uh, and hopefully, God, he stays away from uh, two Oh five live and Braun Strowman. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: they call, they call Johnny Gargano up to the main roster and feed him to Braun Strowman. I, I will, I will do something drastic, like cancel my subscription. Like I would. <laughs> save your,
1: save your nine ninety five. 95. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, I love Adam Cole. I think he's one of the best mic guys, uh, working right now. And, uh, again, I'm a big fan of factions. I think that's one thing that's been missing from modern wrestling are, are just amazing factions. And it's the one thing that New Japan has in spades. Like every wrestler is a part of a faction in New Japan, it feels like. Yes. And they all have different themes, and they all and the, you can have a singles match and not have to have the faction involved. You know, some of the factions cheat, some of the factions are straight up honorable. It just feels cool. Like like an yes. MMA gym, it feels like that, um, and the UE uh, of course, Undisputed Era is is a heel faction, so they'll do whatever to win, um, and always have each other's backs, and it's just cool to see that kind of almost like that throwback to the old NWO days or the DX days, uh, without just ripping re-ripping off their gimmicks or whatever.
1: I agree, and and I think that. I think that we're getting ready to see the era of that again, because I think the fans are easily calling for it. You know, you you see it a little bit um, with AJ Styles now. Yeah, um, we we saw a little bit of it with uh, Ben Balor. You know, you go if we go back a year ago. Um,
0: yeah, both Bray, both Bray, nods to the Bullet Club too. Like you
1: know, Bray Wyatt. You
0: know,
1: yeah, they they were they were going for a while, but you know, again, you know, they were these were small factions that really didn't grow their reach like they could have. I think I think we're going to see that.
0: Yeah, there's something there's something about a three man stable that just works. Uh, Obviously, um, the new day has been, yes. has been a, just a breath of fresh air in, in pro wrestling, and it's just incredible. Uh, but they for the longest time, they're treated like a tag team, and it's yes. only now that at this moment all three of them have championships, right? You've yes. got a tag team and you've got a singles competitor, uh, which is awesome. I'm not saying throw one more under the new day because I think they're good as a trio, but we need to see more... Either three or four person teams that are united, but still can be separate. Yes. Uh, so who you, who's your pick here,
1: Cole or Gargano? I'm gonna go with Cole. Ooh. I'm gonna go with Cole to retain, but I think I think he stays in NXT.
0: Yeah, I think I think so too. I think I think the Undisputed Era. I hate to sound like Vince McMahon I think they need a big guy somebody a little bit bigger than Roddy because uh, Roddy is like a, a 205 pound dude he's very lean, he's taller than the rest of the UE but he's still a small dude yes. um, I think one a problem that you're going to see if you get Adam Cole standing next to Roman Reigns it may look a little silly
1: um, especially if he's coming up by himself
0: so yeah, yeah for sure. For, I definitely don't bring them up by themselves. So I think they got to come. Um, I think the original CFO, you know, Cole, Fish, and O'Reilly, uh, come up and and wreck some shop with or without Roddy. They teased that split already, um, but I could I could see you uh, after if Roddy wins this championship match and gets it, him and Cole can kind of butt heads and resume that that tension that they had. And then the original Undisputed Era can can kick Roddy right to the curb and then maybe let him have a bit of a redemption story before um, the UE get called up. So I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. But it's going to be uh, an exciting follow-up to Toronto, I'm sure.
1: I think so.
0: All right. Well, switching gears. Let's switch gears to SummerSlam. 10 bouts listed right now I'm assuming, and again I've already mentioned this a bit on this show but I'm assuming we're going to have at least one tag team championship match that has not been advertised yet and it'll be on the pre-show yes to me it makes sense to have to have New Day open up the show I don't know who they would wrestle, but um, I, I, I could see arguments for either New Day or the OC having the spot. I Definitely could see arguments for the ladies having a spot because since that tag team championships come in, the the titles have switched hands twice now, and you haven't really seen many matches, which is weird. No, uh, not at all. Uh, I think they're getting time on like the house show, house show circuit, but that's not. That's not the same, right?
1: No, not at all. They they've got to they've got to if, if they're going to continue to push the women's division like they have, they've got to give the tag titles more main you know mainstream main light attention.
0: For sure. And, I I don't think you can do that right now with two different women's champions. Um, it just I just don't think there's enough. There's enough talent in any of those three. We're talking about three different divisions at that point, right? Yes. The, the raw singles, SmackDown singles, and then the tag. Uh, to me, it should just be one women's champion, one, um, one tag champion, and that's it. Uh, again, I, I've been I've been talking about that for a while though. Uh, same thing with the with the the men's tag division, like. You've got some amazing. It's just, I don't think there's ever been a time in the WWF or, or E where they've had literally the best wrestlers on the planet, you know, or, or a good majority of them on staff, healthy, ready to go, and they've just completely squandered their potential. Uh, which I guess, it, I mean, at the end of the day, it makes sense, right? They, uh, they bought out the competition. They, bu- mm-hmm. they bought out all these indie dudes that were making a lot of waves. And um, uh, Ambrose said this on the Jericho podcast, I think, uh, where Triple H was, was, was you know, wanting to look cool and taking pictures with all the cool indie kids, right? To, to prove that uh, to, the, to the internet wrestling community after CM Punk basically uh, owned the WWE on his way out or whatever. Uh, it made them look so, uh, I guess, diabolical is the word. Yes. Uh, you know? So they bought up, they bought out all the competition outside of New Japan, and it was just a few, few people left in Ring of Honor that that didn't really go anywhere, and then now that they've got, they've got some serious competition now, you know. Allegedly, we still haven't seen much. We haven't seen the official show for AEW yet. Um, their their pay per views have been great to okay, um, depending on what matches are on the card. But some of those guys, Kenny Omega, the Bucks. Uh, uh dustin I, I would rank even gold dust up there uh yes. oh my god MJF! have you seen any MD- of maxwell james friedman yet yes that guy is going to be the face of pro wrestling i think he is he is this is this is a this is a shot right here but he is the rick flair of our generation i think i can see that and uh, i can see that I mean, we'll see if he if he makes it right we'll see if he has the legacy that flair has but I think he has all the potential in the world to be the the pro wrestling heel and um, I could see super fights down the line with him and whoever is the big baby face in the WWE at the time and you know really making some some money there you know it kind of like the old territory days of having Flair come over and, and wrestle um Jerry Lawler or whoever, whoever is the babyface in whatever territory, right? But anyway, uh, digressing a bit. Back to SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> uh show's probably going to open with a cruiserweight, or it's probably going to open with a tag match and then close with the cruiserweight. But what we have listed right now is Drew G- Gulak versus Oni Lorkin uh, for the cruiserweight championship. Uh, cool to see Oni up from from NXT. I'm a I'm a big Drew Gulak fan. I don't know I don't know about you, but I really like that guy. I think he's I think he's something special. There on that I've, roster.
1: I've 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 liked watching him. He he he's he puts on some good matches, and you know I I could see him, you know, teaming up with one of these these existing factions and and really, you know, finding his place.
0: Yeah, to me, so he had a he had a faction that they actually talked about a lot on um, that Evolve show that the WWE just aired. Uh, there, the Evolve tenth anniversary show where he he fought Matt Riddle, um, almost in a catch wrestling uh, match. But he had a faction in Evolve called Catch Point, uh, and okay. it was and it was almost it was almost kind of a nod on Foxcatcher. I don't know if you remember that movie about that pro about the amateur wrestling coach yes you know with with the murder and things it's a good movie if you haven't seen it uh you should check it out steve carell's incredible in it um and it's all based on a true story but it's almost that idea where where Foxcatcher was that group of elite wrestlers uh collegiate level wrestlers who were designed to just make make each other the best in the world and they did uh, until the point where it all blew up dramatically but uh catch point drew gulak's old stable was like that it was it was them they fought with honor right and even though they may cheat sometimes to win uh they would go out on their shields when they had to and it was cool so I, i'd almost love to see something like that kind of reprise on on the main roster and and have some of these crew to me how good of a story is that to have the cruiserweight division stand up excuse me and invade the main roster Right? Like, almost like the Nexus getting called up back in the day. They come in, just completely destroy SmackDown Live before it goes off the air. Right. And that way, when 205 Live is supposed to air, it can't for whatever reason because the ring has been destroyed. Uh, You know, they, they, they lit the announce table on fire or whatever. You know, have these guys who have been. You know, they've talked about being the heart and soul of the company. They talked about doing things that nobody else can do. But the entire time they've had a governor strapped to their belt, to their backs and saying, hey, you can't really do all this stuff because it makes the other guys look slow, right? That that to me is an incredible storyline that we haven't even started to tap yet. And it gets these guys, again, feeling like they're not part of a B League and always on the pre-show. I don't know. I don't, I know, like- what, I don't know what you think about 205 Live at all.
1: Well, well I've like, you know, I've always been a a cruiserweight fan, you know. All, all the way till back in the day when you know you had when, you know, WCW did a lot of great things with cruiserweights,
0: incredible stuff. And yeah. so
1: I really thought uh, Neville would have uh, would have been great. Um, I guess you know they didn't they didn't build that brighter what happened there but you know i really thought that you know these guys could have done some amazing things and so i'd like to see like you say the cruiserweight you know be more than just a single match on every show you know that that match that you know you you go to the restroom on when you're in the arena so yeah i think in order to do that though i think you know you've really got to put that belt back where you know you got to put that belt with a team that's going to get that constant attention. And so, I think that this guy can uh he's got the potential to do that. Though so.
0: I I think you can take a guy like I wouldn't I wouldn't want Drew to lose to a guy like this, but a guy like Noam Dar who I don't know if you've ever seen his. I keep saying this. There's stuff before WWE. Like I need to justify why they're there, uh, but he's an incredible worker, man. Noam Dar is, and in WWE treats him like a just a comedy person, man, and it sucks to see. You
1: know, and, and they don't. They don't. I don't think. I think WWE has never had much respect for the Cruiserweight title. Yeah, I think you had it because. You yes. had to keep that talent, you know.
0: Right, then that's you know, that's what how, it is.
1: How long was Ray Mysterio just a cruiserweight champ before that brief stint as your world champ? You know, and now he's back and he's taking a beat down every week. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, although I, I I don't mind Ray losing to a guy like. Um, Oh my gosh, I completely uh almost uh, – I just my mind just went blank. I almost called him El Sombre or whatever his, his old luchador name was. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't mind I don't mind these old guys coming back and putting over the young talent. I don't think it needs to happen all the time. But when you got a guy like Goldberg who comes in and spears Kevin Owens and takes the universal strap off him in five seconds, that that's where I think it's a problem. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Anyway, we'll talk we'll talk about Goldberg next. But yeah, I think I think something needs to happen with the cruiserweights. To me, you shouldn't have a championship defended on a pre-show. I think there's enough storyline on 205 Live to have a good cruiserweight match that can hype up the crowd. Which is why that match is there, right? It's to get everybody, okay. Let's get these people as invested as possible in the product. So when we roll over to the pay-per-view, everybody looks like they're having the time of their lives, right? So let's hit him with that high-intensity cruiserweight match before we ever even start rolling. Um, You can do that with a non-championship match, and we don't get a lot of those um, that aren't involving a legacy name. Uh, In fact, let's look through this really quick. Oh, no. Uh, Finn and Bray uh, makes this untrue. But I was going to say every match that isn't a championship match has some sort of legacy figure goldberg versus ziggler trish versus charlotte kevin yep. owens versus shane but then we have finn and bray um that kind of holds that through but still 75 percent of the non-title matches on this card have somebody that was in the attitude era True. In, in some aspect <clears throat> um
1: yeah it, it it was tough watching the reunion when half the guys hadn't gone away
0: right yeah. it doesn't make it special then and I guess if you're backstage you know like road dog was but I guess he just quit or whatever right um, if you're backstage producing and stuff and Billy Kidman he's one of those guys now um, that's one thing but when you're on TV all the time it just doesn't it just doesn't feel special right you're you're not no. you're you're a current wrestler you're just older current wrestler you're not a legacy guy in my opinion right Um. But I don't know, man. I, I, I see the arguments for people. Like, if Ric Flair wants to come on television and, and, and have five minutes, you give Ric Flair five minutes, dude. <laughs> like, right? Uh, I, I don't think Goldberg should be on our screen at all. Especially, like, when his, his Hall of Fame induction speech, man, it made me so angry. Uh, basically him saying, I hated pro wrestling. But I made a lot of money doing it, you know? Right. Exactly. That, was, that was his Hall of Fame. In a nutshell, that's what he said in his Hall of Fame speech. But he's like, I like it now, though. I'm like, do you? Do you really? Yeah,
1: because you get to show up and win every, every six months. Yeah, you would.
0: I don't know, man. I hated, I hated Goldberg when I was a kid. Uh, he, took, he took the strap off a of Raven, who was my guy when uh, I was a kid, man. You can imagine me, 16 years old, just mad at the world. Uh, dressing in the flannel and the torn jeans, man, that was Raven was my dude, and he finally wins that incredible feud with Damon Dallas Page, and then drops his championship the next day to Bill Goldberg. Killed me.
1: Yeah, but you know that's how they were billing some of these guys. Like I liked Goldberg during the streak.
0: Yeah, um, my, my I, younger brother I, did too, man.
1: But you know that was a time when all the matches were long, and all of the matches, you know, had had this build-up and all that, and, and, and along comes Goldberg, who's put people down in minutes. So... Yeah. You know, he, he he was different then, so it... But now, you could tell a story back then, and the, the, the mystery of Goldberg was that we didn't know that. And so... But, you know, Goldberg today, you know, it's... Uh, now, buddy. We, we we gave you, you know, you didn't do much matches. You was retired for a while. We gave you the Hall of Fame. Now it's time to chill out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Collect your check. Start be, have your own reality show on the WWE network. And then for God's sakes, put over some young talent if you're gonna get yes. back in the ring. Um, I guess so we never picked. We started talking about Goldberg. We never picked a, a winner for the championship for the cruiserweights. Uh, I'm saying Drew Gulak. What about you? I'm I'm going Drew. Okay, we're both we're both we're both Team yes. Drew. Okay. Uh, so Goldberg versus Ziggler. Who do you got? Uh,
1: this 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 is gonna be a quick match. Um, it's, it's gonna be Goldberg. Unfortunately. Oh,
0: Man, I hope you're wrong. I I, I hope I hope, Dolph is. Dolph's a guy, um, again, who's kind of gone almost part-timer status. He's, he's, he's pursuing this comedy career of his, I think, is his main passion now. And, and more power to him. I I don't I haven't seen much of a stand-up that's actually made me laugh yet. Uh, right. but, uh but I definitely don't knock him for trying something. Uh, because that's that, to me, that's incredible. Um, but he is... I think he is an incredible worker in the ring. Um, I always hated the stuff he did with, uh, with, like, trying to be Shawn Michaels. I always thought that was, was bad. And what I thought was really good was when Shawn, in recent weeks, has come back and said, you know what, you're just a bad version of me. Like, I thought that was so cool. And I was actually yes. looking forward to that match, Dolph versus Shawn. Let's see that happen, and maybe maybe we're gonna get that. Maybe that's a build to mania or whatever. Um, but to do that, I think Dolph needs to keep looking strong, and he's got to beat Goldberg. Uh, otherwise, why why even mention it?
1: And see, I I can see that. And I like that match better. You know, you know, Dolph putting Sean down with the super kick works for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, just like just like he did with Flair, right? Like that. You'd almost remake that scene, and it would be so impactful, minus yes. minus the love, because Dolph obviously doesn't have love for him, right? Like like right. like
1: Sean had for Rick, but yeah, if you if you want to make Dolph be the new Legend Killer, that's what that's the match you gotta have. You can't make Dolph the Legend Killer going against Goldberg because the Goldberg's not a legend to me.
0: Yeah, I don't think a lot of fans consider it. Maybe a lot of kids do, um, and there's probably a, a a pretty big contingent of the old WCW diehards that still hold Goldberg in some sort of regard. Uh, I'm No, I'm not one of them, and I was a WCW diehard, but I think you're right. I don't think Goldberg's the guy. I Definitely, it doesn't make sense to bring Dolph back uh, unless you're just trying to chip dates away off his contract and get him out. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Um, I
1: don't know, I, but... You know, he's done some appearances on The Miz's show. And so, you know, I, I thought that this, that was really going to be his segue more into other media. And, you know, then they they haven't really shown much of him on there anymore. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know, you know either.
1: Th- 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 this match, I mean, there's no build-up. It doesn't make much sense. And what we're going to get is Doff put down and... You know quick
0: and probably throw a tantrum i don't know yeah I, man, uh this this could be the stinker of the weekend and and in fact it it very well may be the stinker of the weekend i'm, I'm seeing i'm not seeing many other matches that that could be as bad as this potential this one has right. the potential to be that being said i wonder if dolph is as talented enough to carry goldberg into something meaningful that'll be that'll be a true test
1: that that would be and i think doff has the talent too i don't think goldberg has the talent too. goldberg hasn't put you know goldberg doesn't put on good matches he just doesn't have the skill the skill set and the range to make that happen goldberg got in the ring with undertaker and the match was a disaster
0: a disaster one of the worst matches i think i've ever seen you,
1: you know Undertaker, as old as he is, can still pull off the old school and sell it well. How did this turn into the match that it was?
0: Yeah, I, I've heard you some know. stuff about the heat, the heat being the problem, but I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Drink a bottle of water and some Pedialyte before you get out there, guys. Come on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they say there, but yeah. Again, uh, I think we're saying two different things here. I'm going. I'm pulling for Dolph. It sounds like you're 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 sticking with your. The intelligent choice to say that Goldberg's going to squash him.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, th- this this is going to be a three to four minute match, you know, and Goldberg's going to Goldberg's going to put him down. Unfortunately, you know, I don't know. I, I can't I can't see it going the no other way other than, you know, maybe maybe we get a doff beat down. Catch him before he even gets out the locker room, and then we get the match that we really want, which is Dolph and Shawn Michaels. I don't Ooh. know. Give me, a, give me a swerve. Oh. but yeah,
0: you, you know we, we haven't had a good WWE swerve in a while, but, and that yeah, be that be a good match to do it. That's interesting. The- I, I like that idea, man. I like I like yeah. your booking, James. I love your booking. I said that on the last show.
1: I'm telling you that, you know, every now and then they post a position out there. I look at it and read the description, but (laughs) no. I I don't know much about uh, Stamford, Connecticut, Stamford, Connecticut, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It sounds cold to me. To this Texas boy, it sounds too cold. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean... I have to go up there and open up a barbecue <laughs> restaurant and all kinds of other logistics just don't work
0: out. <laughs> much effort. That's a lot of effort. When you're when you're opening up an eatery just to move to a place, uh yeah, it's that's too much, man. Yeah. Uh okay. Book for me Trish Status versus Charlotte Flair.
1: You know, I I don't know I don't understand this match. You know, I don't know what Trish has, but I get what Charlotte. I get Charlotte's aspect of this match. But so, what do I expect to happen? I, you know, I expect some good grapples. You know, some good maneuvering. Ultimately, I expect Trist to win, and then get beat down by Charlotte with the run in from whoever Charlotte's really gonna be fighting going for.
0: Interesting. And Did you watch the Alexa Bliss twenty four seven thing that they did?
1: I have no. I did not.
0: So Alexa, when she was champion, was supposed to get a match at Evolution against Trish Stratus, but ended up uh, she couldn't because Ronda Rousey concussed her, uh, uh, and that's when she got she got put on the shelf for that for that bit. Yes. So this this feels almost like they're recycling that that storyline. Trish is coming in. Although with Charlotte it may make a little more sense because they're both are they are they tied for number of women's championships or does Trish still have a few on her?
1: You know that I don't know the count on that. Let's see. Let's see what we can find here.
0: Do a quick Google. Let's see. Of course, it's not just front and center on our Wikipedia.
1: You know, it, it's never good. <laughs> Let's see. So, what is it, seven?
0: She's got seven, and Charlotte's got six, right? I think so. Okay, we may be wrong about that, folks. Don't hold us to that. But, yeah, they, they yeah. both have a in the same number where I think... Uh, I never felt that Trish was the greatest women's wrestler um, ever. I don't even think she was the greatest women's wrestler during the time where she was active. I think Molly Holly was the best was the best worker in that era. Um, but Trish just got those championships, and Trish was just I don't I don't even know if there was to me as a as a as a young lad uh, if there was a number. That could contain how how I felt on about Trisha's looks back in the day. She was perfection to me as a kid, and I'm sure every other eighteen to thirty six year old male at that time. Uh, she she did a lot at different angles, man. You remember Trisha? She went from 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 literally in a stable called TNA uh, yeah. <laughs> with Test and, with Test and Albert. Uh, rip test uh, to being uh basically Vince McMahon's side piece yep to to actually having a legit career as a babyface uh worker and I, I think that's remarkable when you when you step back and look that she she stepped through all of the the crap that's really kind of painted in a poor light and and looked down on now that style of work that she was doing the the, the sex sells kind of stuff. Yes. Um, that we don't we don't have a lot of. Uh, I can't. Maybe Lacey Evans. Is there, is yeah, there anybody nowadays that does something like that?
1: Yeah, Lacey was probably about as close as it came to that. You know, they really went away from that with uh, this new push. This renewed push into the women's division. You know, when they when they went from divas to you know wrestlers, they really went away from from that for you know you know sex sales type of deal. I yeah. did get some get some numbers here. So Charlotte is actually nine times.
0: She's a nine-time so, champ. Wow. So
1: she, she's got she's got four Raw, four SmackDown, and then one Divas Championship. So.
0: Oh, that's right. She was Diva's champion before they before they stopped that. Interesting. Yes. Okay, so she's a nine-time champion. Trish Stratus is only a seven. Uh, man, it doesn't feel like Charlotte's been around long enough to be a nine-time champion.
1: Yeah, you jump two shows. You know, that that's really, you know, that could be a quick two-year span. So oh, That's true. I don't know.
0: That's true, yeah. Yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's that's two, two years and... Uh, Postmania draft, yeah. Switching shows, so I tell you what
0: I I'm can. really, what I'm really worried about. I'm worried about um, Andrade Cien Almas and, and Charlotte because you know they're dating right now. I don't know if you're yes. aware of that. If if Andrade messes up, right, and there that relationship goes sideways, I'm worried about his WWE career because I think at this point Charlotte. uh Char- I mean, she's a legacy already, being Charlotte Flair. Yes. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would, if I was in Cien Almas' shoes, if I'd be dating Charlotte Flair just because I'm worried of what the fallout would be if we ever broke up. <laughs> maybe oh, maybe yeah. it's the cowardice of me coming out.
1: But, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, WWE has handled that well, but at the same time, we know how powerful – some of these names are for sure the, yeah. the flare the flare name could cripple your career in a bad breakup yeah. so hopefully if it doesn't last they have a peaceful separation and you know
0: yeah no makes total sense to me um I, I think we're both i think we're both saying trish here i'm actually rooting for trish even though i've said that the the legends shouldn't come back and steal the up-and-comers to me, Charlotte is not an up-and-comer anymore. She is an established. She is, um, she is one of the leaders of the women's locker room. I mean, it, her, uh, Becky Lynch. That's it. Th- those are the two kind of yes, uh, real stars. I think of the women's division right now. Um, it feels like I'm forgetting somebody.
1: Active, I think that's gonna be it. I mean, we've got a couple of others that are. Uh, I don't think they're that are really active though. I, th- yeah. I think as far as leadership in that locker room, it's gonna be those two.
0: Yeah. So it, to me, it would be cool if Trish came up and uh, it's a, it's an opportunity for Charlotte to play heel. I, I mean, can can we can we see Charlotte do the flare flop again? Like, are we going to get to see that moment? Right. She, she takes a big chop, stumbles out of the turnbuckle, eats it face forward. I mean, golly. When she did that the first time, uh, I I jumped out of my seat. I thought that was such a cool nod to her old man. Uh, yes. At the same point, it's – I don't know. I'm a bit of a hypocrite here, right? Because talking about legacy people coming back and not, not taking time from the younger talent uh, – I don't. I don't like it when uh, children just recycle their parents' gimmicks. Uh, yeah. but, but Charlotte's done a good job, I think, at making it her own. Um, and like when she does like the flare face the the flop, uh, to me it feels more like a nod and not just like blatantly ripping off her dad, right? So yeah, we've
1: we've seen enough flares fell at it already. I think Charlotte's really embraced that role and owned it.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, here uh, AJ Styles and and the OC versus Ricochet. Can Ricochet retain the championship he lost to AJ? And should he? I guess is the better question.
1: I think so. I I, I think we're gonna get a really good match um, between the two of them. I think this. I think this is probably gonna be the best match of the night or you know of you know SummerSlam anyway and I I think Rick Shea comes out on top and then we go ahead and you know let's start pushing AJ back to where he really needs to be
0: you know I I I think there's something about AJ being United States Championship with the OC that really works right now for me uh Again, I'm a big ma- uh, mark for these factions. To me, your faction's got to be strong. And I don't know if it makes sense for AJ to beat Ricochet only to just lose it in the rematch. Um, I'm thinking Ricochet puts up a hell of a fight, but the somehow the club gets involved and, and costs Ricochet the match. Uh, and, it, and it keeps the United I- States st- a Championship feeling a little special, which... It doesn't always feel that way, and you know what? We we have no intercontinental championship match on this card. We don't. What the, what,
1: we don't. Where are you at, Shinsuke? What's going? What is going on with these divisions? You know, especially on, on, on a big pay per view like this, I would expect it all titles to been out there.
0: Yeah, golly. Um, uh,
1: that 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 could be another house show title or a uh, pre show title.
0: You know what? You're probably right. We're probably going to see. Golly. Can they do. Do they usually do three matches or two matches on the pre-show?
1: Um, typically two. So I, I could see a, a tag match and a uh, tag titles in uh, Intercontinental.
0: Oh, and have the Cruiserweights be the main card? Possibly. Oh, oh
1: okay. I'd be
0: I'd be interested in that.
1: Because late, for the for these big matches or these big pay per views they've they've typically opened up with a bigger match. So I could I could see I could see this cruiserweight match easily not necessarily opening it up, but maybe match number two. Two or three.
0: To me to me you gotta put
1: if if the cruiserweight championship is
0: on the main card and not the pre show I think you need to put that directly after Goldberg and Ziggler, um, be, and give them some time to let the crowd come back, and and fall. If Goldberg and Ziggler is going to be as bad as I think it is, you need to have something there that's going to give the crowd a little bit of a uh, a, a mouthwash, so to speak, and yes. let them let them get ready for the next the next match that you want. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think AJ versus Ricochet is is the SummerSlam match of the night. Um, my second runner-up is this next match here, Finn Balor versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. First time we're seeing Bray in a full match since he yes. was injured, I think.
1: Uh, I can't I remember. Believe, the... Yeah, I believe uh, so.
0: And the first time we've seen The Fiend, right, actually wrestle other than just come down and destroy somebody, which... I can't get in The whole Firefly Funhouse gimmick I think is, is one of the best things they've done on TV in a long time. It's so yeah. – I, I don't know why. and Maybe it's just me. I've always been so creeped out by kids' TV show hosts. Uh, the, the guy – what is his name? Nick from Blue's Clues or Steve or whatever his <laughs> name was.
1: Yes, yes. Uh,
0: and they, they touch on that a little bit in that Bobcat Goldthwait movie uh, Death to Smoochie. Mm -hmm. of just you know you got robin williams as the as the the old children's show host who's getting pushed out by smoochie and like how he's really kind of a jerk outside of that like i've always i don't know i've always just been very leery of them as personalities so when bray started doing that and you got like the just the faintest hint that there's something sinister there uh, i was i was all in man i thought it was incredible uh, I think the fiend has got to beat Finn here. I think Finn needs to go away for about a month, relax, put some ice on those abs, and then come back and join the OC.
1: I could see that happening. Uh, I, I I I think I think the fiend wins. I th- I think, and I think Finn takes a break.
0: I think he needs one. I mean, because he's been he's been busting his butt, man. Uh, since he's coming back from surgery. And, uh, he's a guy, you know, that, that to me, he should have been the one to beat Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Um, not Seth Rollins. So, it's just, it's, I don't know. Uh, I wonder if we see the Demon, and if we get the Demon versus the Fiend, or if they save that for the rematch when Finn comes back. Uh, but to me, Finn is, Finn is best... Not by himself. Finn his best. Uh, not to be a broken record. Prince Devitt, the bad, the bad boy of the Bullet Club, the founder, the original founder of the Bullet Club, riding on top of Bad Luck Fale's shoulders, just machine gunning dudes down was one of the coolest things ever. Just that badass heel. And to me, he hasn't he hasn't shown us that at all outside of the demon. Which is basically a baby face, right? Yes. Um, but to me, which is silly to me? The demon should be uncontrollable evil. If it's a, if it's really a demon, uh, you know, the demon should be scaring kids, not not selling t-shirts. In my opinion, but it's, I'm I'm not a billionaire, so I'm not the right person to right. obviously <laughs> in charge of marketing.
1: And, and we, I think, we get that when Finn returns. I, I think the demon comes back and crushes it. And you know we get that side of Finn that you know everybody wanted from the demon before you know it was all rainbows and you. Uni- oh,
0: man, you, you know, this could go a lot of a lot of really cool ways, man. I I think what makes sense to me is the Fend, the fiend winning this match, and either Balor coming back after a bit of a break and just beating him outright, or Balor coming back as the demon. And for whatever reason the fiend controls him. Like what if what if the demon is is a new puppet in the Firefly funhouse? Oh man. And then when the fiend needs backup, he can he brings the puppet out and then out walks the actual, you know, Finn in the demon makeup to take out Strowman or whoever is, is too big for the fiend to handle on his own. Like to me that could be that could be something cool. Um I don't know if I'd do it if I were Finn. And I was wanting a big push, right? I, don't, I wouldn't want to be the sidekick to somebody.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that that goes over well. But I don't know. Yeah. But I,
0: could go a lot of I, ways, man.
1: Yeah. So I'm. I, I think Finn's return has got to be with the, with the bullet, though. So I think they've got they, you know he the, the people want that.
0: They do. They do. They want eight. A- we got that taste of AJ versus Finn. That was so cool. Uh, we need, we need the four of them to just run the WWE for a while. Yes. I think that would be incredible. Um, all right. Let's move on to Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Um, where do you, where do you land on Shane? Do you hate Shane? Like the rest of the world.
1: You know, I I like Shane. I wish I could do the foot shovel. Shuffle, but a little better, you know. <laughs> he, he he gets custom Jordans for every show. I mean, you you gotta you gotta love this guy, you know. I I think you know, Shane does things to his body that nobody else will do. Yes. Shane is a Shane is a performer. I like Shane, you know. Here comes the money, but and this is what I was kind of hinting at earlier. Shane loses. Shane loses and has to quit. And yeah. then what does he do? He uh, he he do, he does what he should have did properly the day he bought quote unquote WCW. Shane goes to NXT puts his faction together, and comes back to take the show.
0: Oh, man. Is that faction who I think it is?
1: That's who, yes. That's where I think we're going. That's what I'd like to say.
0: Bay, bay, I am all in on that idea. I agree. I think Shane's got to lose. I think at this point, to me, a guy like Shane McMahon and what he has contributed to the sport Regardless that he's Vince McMahon's son, regardless of maybe been handed opportunities that nobody else got, go back and watch King of the Ring versus Angle and tell me that dude doesn't love the business, man. He was born into it. I mean this is his legacy and he's he's done everything I think beyond his ability to to prove that he belongs here, right? I, I think so. So I, I
1: think I think he's done it. I think you know, and, and people, you know, you know, a lot of people give Shane credit or discredit him for what he does on camera. You know, I remember when Shane was just running things behind the scenes and he was, you know, help helping build up the dot com and all of that stuff. You know, Shane ha- has been a worker for this business. And so I think now that he's come back, you know, and he had to with Daphne about who was going to control the show and get the business and then, you know, he gets smacked down. And now, you know, there's everybody's jumping between shows. I think now's the time for him to stand out and say, hey, I'm not going to go with the flow anymore. Get fired. Come back and take over the show.
0: Dude, I love that. I love that booking. Uh, to me, Kevin Owens is another one of those guys that I never want to see lose a match. I think he's just incredible. Um. I'm also a guy that always roots for the heels. My, it makes my son so mad Like when they, <laughs> when they come to town and I'm, and I'm cheering for a dude that just called our city trash or whatever, trying to get that cheap heat. My, my son's always looks at me. He's like, dad, what are you doing? Like, like, like <laughs> I, I like him. I can't help it. Um, uh, yeah, I think, man, I, again, I love your booking. Let's make it happen. Where do I sign this petition to get Shane to go to NXT and corral the undisputed era under the main roster. I think that'd be an awesome.
1: I think so. I think I think that works. Uh,
0: let's talk about Bailey, our our girl Bailey versus Ember Moon. Um, I feel like I probably shouldn't weigh in here, uh, only because I haven't I haven't honestly given a lot of viewing time uh, to the women's division of SmackDown. But Bailey Bailey's one of those people. That has a lot of praise from a lot of individuals, uh, but to me, she's got she basically just recycles the same moves over and over again in her matches. Which you can say that for a lot of people, uh, and somebody to me like Ember Moon has a much better look. She's got mm-hmm. not that that should be a thing, right? Because it's more than that. But uh, when I say look, I mean overall character. There's there's right. more. To Ember Moon being the badass werewolf that she is, uh, you know, she girl's got fangs. Yes. You know, she's gonna eat you when that moon's rising. You don't understand. She's got that the I think bar none the best finisher on the main. Oh wait, no, Kyrie Saint's there now. Yeah. Uh, her finisher is one of the best finishers in in I think women's division history. I think Kyrie Saint's elbow is just is just so it's such a beautiful thing to see that it may be my favorite. Uh, but that total eclipse is just, uh, incredible. That, that's what that springboard stunner, uh, or no, no, it's a, it's a full, it's like a stunner moonsault, like off the top row. Yeah, like it's yeah, just
1: it's more like a stunner moonsault. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's incredible, man. So I don't know. I'm pulling for Ember. I have in almost every single match that, I, that she's been in. Uh, She's been riding quiet since her call up, and I think it's time that she gets some opportunity to shine. And and she's got that connection with Xavier Woods on the up up down down channel. This could be an opportunity to make the the new day a four way, and have and have a woman part of a faction, which is something we haven't seen in a long time.
1: That's a nice spin on that. I didn't think about it that way.
0: So I don't know. And again, a Bailey to me. She's, she's had good matches. She's had some really solid matches. In NXT, her match against Sasha Banks, um, the the Iron Woman match, was was yes. incredible, man. Um, but she doesn't have a villain. And I think if you're going to be a, a baby face without a real personality, you need to have your Lex Luthor or you're not going to be Superman. If that makes any sense.
1: No, that that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Now, I I have to say I'm a bit biased because I was never a Bailey fan. You know, I think you know her. I think her becoming champion was more of a slight at Sasha Banks than it was a vouching for the quality of Bailey. I I just didn't see it. She wasn't championship material. To... I can nah.
0: I can see it as well. It's it sounds mean, and I don't like to do that, but I I agree yeah. with what you're saying.
1: You know, I, I mean, take no credit from her. She's you know she's a good wrestler. She just she hasn't delivered that wow factor that I would have thought. You know, for the title run that she's had, I'm surprised she's had it. You know, it, it's just one of those things where you kind of look up like, oh, she still got it.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I mean, and again, I—that's kind of what I was trying to say before. I haven't given that division a lot of viewing time, but I haven't felt like I had to. Like, yeah. And maybe, maybe it's on me for not being invested in the story. I, I can, I can accept that, that, that criticism if that was the counterpoint. But when, when Becky first stepped up, and she said, "I'm the man," people listened. And people yes. tuned in, and she got to main event WrestleMania, right? Granted, she had Ronda Rousey, arguably one of one of women's sports' most high profile individuals um, to wrestle against. But again, uh, I, honestly, I think what's going to happen here, I'm rooting for Emperor. I think Bailey's going to get the win, and then we're going to see the return of Bad Guy Sasha.
1: I could I could get behind that. I, I could I could get behind that. I, I think the Sasha Bailey feud has to happen. Um I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, I I I think though but Bailey doesn't sell me as champ. But with that said, you know, is are we are we looking to put it on Ember Moon, just because of that.
0: Yeah, I I want to put it on Ember Moon because I think she is, she's one of those people like Sami Zayn who will constantly do right for the business and feels like they're constantly overlooked when it comes to championship opportunities, not just a match but an actual title run.
1: Yes,
0: Uh, and and to me those those are the people that I watch the product for the sammies and the, and the embers and the tyler breezes and those those individuals who always step up and deliver even if they're getting squashed they make the other guy look incredible or gal look incredible um, mm-hmm. and again she's just a more interesting character than bailey is as a character yes uh, there's only so much of the nice person that i can i want to watch and then i get it okay you're nice you give kids hugs John Cena did this for fifteen years, and I I can't stand him either. I don't know what to tell no, you.
1: That's that's it right there, and and that's where you know I watched them. You know this match the other day, where you know at, at the end Bailey comes over and she helps Ember Moon up, and I'm like really. I'm like, don't you guys have a match soon? What 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 is this?
0: Uh, dude, you know, I I hate the pre match run in. To save your opponent, I think that's one of the dumbest
1: babyface tropes that they have. Let her get beat up. That's it. <laughs> you know, you're are trying to win in a few days. What, what is this? Right. We're gonna hug it out before we battle. No.
0: Yeah. No. That's it's Ember's job to make friends. It's not your job to be her friend. You got to fight her in a second. And it just I don't know, man. If if you wanna if you wanna book your program like it's two people going to war right to me if we're having a combat session we're we're going to war yeah, we're i'm i'm trying to hurt you you're trying to hurt me and we're going to make this as believable as it can to get the people who are watching this thing invested in what we're trying to do yes that's our goal as as a sports entertainer or a pro wrestler uh and I don't know man like Dan, the Daniel Bryan yes movement would it have been as popular if he didn't have the uh Probably the biggest heel in WWE history, which is just the WWE corporation itself and Vince McMahon saying, hey, Daniel, you're not good enough to be the face of this company. Sorry. You're a B-plus player, right?
1: Exactly.
0: Nobody would have cared it. Daniel would have just been another very talented cruiserweight who's going to lose a title match. Uh, but we had that, and again, Bailey needs that, and that person to me in the women's division, unless it's going to be Shayna, because Shayna can come and put a beat down on Bailey that would make a lot of people say, "Oh man, I really want Bailey to not not get embarrassed like this." Let's 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 see her win one, <laughs> right? Uh, there you go. But Sasha's got the history. Uh, she desperate if she if she's going to come back to WWE. She desperately needs to come back as a heel because babyface Sasha and the promos that she cuts are some of the worst things ever. Yes. It's just cringy, man. She has a hard time speaking when she's not in that that, that old ratchet Sasha mode. I thought that was just perfect for her. And yeah. she was the boss. You believed it. You don't believe that meek, meek-mannered Sasha Banks is the boss, you know? It just doesn't work. She's nope, got to be larger than life, man. She's got to come in. She's got to say, hey, Bailey, I stepped away because we were getting mistreated. Why the hell didn't you follow me? Yep. You chose your paycheck over our friendship, and for that, I'm going to put on my, my uh, legit boss uh, brass knuckles, and I'm going to tattoo you up, girl. You know what that reminds me of? What's that?
1: Do you remember the LWO?
0: Oh, yeah, man. Eddie?
1: So Eddie, Eddie comes back after getting injured and LWO had all, you know, joined back with, you know, WCW and all that. And he comes back after. He's like, man, you guys just came out your shirts. You just, you just came out your LWO shirts and just just joined back with them after everything that we've been through. This is what you did? You just come out your shirt? I think, yeah, Sasha has to come back and say, hey, we were partners. You know, I stood up for us and took a stand, and you rolled over and took the belt. So now I'm coming to take the belt from you. I think that works.
0: That's a story right there, dude. And again, now that we're talking it through, I may want that more than I wanted Ember victory. Uh, Which, sorry, Ember. I hope you never (laughs) listen to this. Remember, I was rooting for you, though, for real. Hey,
1: I mean... She's Texas. We 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 want us. We we love to see it.
0: That's right. And yeah. She, and she loves Dungeons and Dragons. Ember Moon is the perfect woman. Texan. Yep. Amazing finisher. Plays D anD D. Sign me up all day. Uh okay. I don't. It almost sounds like we're both Bailey now. Yeah. Maybe not maybe not pro Bailey, but we want Bailey to win, assuming Sasha's gonna come back and put the booster. Yeah. yeah, that
1: that condition that conditional win.
0: Okay. Uh Kofi versus Randy Orton, man. This is a uh I think this is a big one for Kofi.
1: I think this they sold the feud on this one. You know, for for as short of a build up it was, I think they delivered on the story and the impactfulness of this. Yeah. Um, you know, I tell everybody uh, all day long. You know, I was the first ever Randy Orton fan, hands down. There was nobody before me. <laughs> um, I was, I was at Raw. I had a Randy Orton sign. People weren't even holding up signs for Randy Orton back then. Matches he ever got were Battle Royal I'm sitting four. I'm sitting four rows from the ring with my Randy Orton sign. He's in there, curtain jerking. Battle Royal, he looks over to me and points at me.
0: Oh shit. Ran,
1: Ran, I was Randy Orton fan from day one. However, I, I, I like this feud. I like this story. Um, I like that Kofi has, you know, he's been a fighting champion. You know, you know, at that level, you don't get that many real fighting champions. I mean, when you think about it, John Cena was a fighting champion with the U.S. title. He was never this much, fighting this much at this level. Right. You know, Kofi's coming out here. He's calling out everybody. He, he's not say, he's not taking his belt and, you know, holding to it for months at a time without anything with it. He's fighting. I, I like what he's doing. Um, I think we're going to get a good match. I, I think, think that... Go ahead.
0: I think you're right, man. I think we are going to get a really good match is Kofi going to retain I think so I think so I, th- I think so too and I you know I hate I hate walking into a match being as confident as a victory but to me this is a perfect this is a this is a this is a career making moment the la- the last 14 months for Kofi have, or, or, have pushed them into um, Not to sound so boxy But into a historical Performer perspective in WWE In my opinion You know after 11 years Doing all the things and winning all the accolades He's finally He's done it right And he put yes. together a storyline That touched I don't know Maybe anybody in America who's not a blatant, blatant racist heart that likes professional wrestling, right? <laughs> I mean that storyline meant something to us as as yes. a country, right? And it was perfect. It was perfect. And he hasn't had yet somebody. He's put on good matches with Samoa. He's put. He always puts on good matches, right? Yes. Uh, but him and Randy had that history. We remember back to Randy, you know, calling him an idiot, and calling him stupid, all those all those years ago for messing up Randy's Viper spot, you yes. know, and not being in the right spot when when Kofi was a rookie. Like the arrogance of Randy back then. Now coming back to haunt him again is is another one of those very like, kind of cathartic moments. If you go back and look at it, that only pro wrestling has the opportunity to give us. Maybe soap yes. operas do too. I don't know. I don't watch them, but some of those longtime soaps probably have that kind of storytelling. Yeah, but it's I, but it's I, it's cool, man.
1: It, it it really is. Um, and it's one of those where you're not necessarily going to be disappointed regardless of the outcome, but at the same time, you know, it's like you want to see Kofi write the ship, you know, and, and show us that you know this is why we. 10 years to have this magic
0: yeah i i don't know i don't know if it makes sense for kofi to lose anytime soon i don't know if there's anybody that i would say hey we need to put that title on kofi or on off of kofi and put it onto this person um outside of samoa joe i was i'm a big samoa joe fan i think he's incredible um and God, I want him to win a win a damn championship match. Just give me one championship win with Joe before <laughs> before his knees give out. You know, right? He can't be doing the stuff to his body that he's been doing long term, man. Uh, it's gonna catch up with him sooner or later, unless he's just made out of granite. But this is this is one of those guys that I could see Randy. I could see WWE putting Randy over here, and just the chorus of boos. That would happen and the backlash that would happen there there's there's almost a story that you can do there and they they kind of teased it a little bit you remember when when kofi and joe were, were fighting and kofi was all smiles and stuff yes and that like the 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 commentators like man kofi's not taking him seriously he could he could lose this thing here he could lose this opportunity he's fought so hard for um i thought that was a cool that was a cool story of course Kofi overcame, won the match, um, but could we get another awesome Kofi, you know, climbing back that mountain story out of this? I don't know.
1: I I do. I, I think this is. Um. I think this match is almost as big as Kofi Mania. I, I I think. I think it's that impactful. I think the 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 win is that important to this match. You know. I'd like to see. You know. I'd like to get the match that we were going to get, you know, the Raw after Mania when, when, you know, it was Seth Rollins and Kofi about to go at it. And then, you know, they yeah. having attacked together. So I, I think it's too early. Um, I don't know when it happens. You know, may, maybe we get this, you know, we maybe we get this unification match, you know, at, at the end of the year um i but i think for right now i think kofi's got i th- think kofi wins and he carries it on a little bit longer
0: yeah i think you're right i think you're right on the money um i'm not a big randy orton fan uh he never he never reached out to me like he did you because he's a jerk to me <laughs> of course i was holding a randy sucks sign uh so <laughs> that's probably why
1: Oh yeah, going to point that one out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I never had a problem with Randy. I love the Legend Killer gimmick. I thought that was really cool. Um, yes. Yeah, this is a big one. This is this is going to be a good match. Randy, people sleep on how good of a worker Randy Orton is. Man, he really is. He, even the guys um, in and other promotions like Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. all of the interviews he's given, Randy Orton is one of the best professional wrestlers in the world according to Cody Rhodes. And he's he, he's the competition, man.
1: He he you know Randy grew a lot, you yeah. know. You know Randy had that immaturity phase early on, but I mean once he got it I mean, you know maybe maybe marriage and all of that had a lot to do with it, who knows. Um but I think once he got it You know he he's been spot on, and you know the I think the Legend Killer was epic. Um, That's why I don't understand the whole Dolph Ziggler thing right now. Yeah, but you know I think that you know him and Kofi I think are gonna are gonna put on a on a quality match. You know, second maybe third best match of the night. But yeah, I think Kofi's got Kofi's got to retain it.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you all the way.
1: I don't think anybody's ready to handle a Kofi loss just yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There could be riots, man, with the Kofi loss. I mean, that could, there's some implications of the Kofi loss on the, on the wrong person. And there's not a lot of people who hold Randy as in as high regard as you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, At least that I've (laughs) talked to uh, lately. (laughs) Um, all right, let's talk about Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Uh, Gosh, this just seems thrown together, man.
1: Yeah, especially with the stipulation as well. Um, it's I don't know, man.
0: Oh, that's right. For the, for those of you who may not know, it's it is a submission match. Obviously Natalia got the sharpshooter, Becky Lynch has got the disarmor. know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the WWE is trying to do with Becky right now. Um, as, as hot as she was, like she was the biggest star in professional wrestling. And maybe maybe people still consider her to be that. And maybe that's why they think they can get away with kind of putting her in a match without without any real... Does anybody think Natalia's is going to win?
1: You know that that's the million dollar question. You know, I don't know, but I I thought you know like you said you know she's the biggest star. Why have we not? Why hasn't she went out on this quest to be Becky Two Belts again? Right. That's where you know that's where she needs to be. You know why why hasn't she had this drive and shown us why we you know we all got behind the idea of Becky Two Belts. Right, you know, it's like, oh, I lose one, okay, I still got one, and you know, you know, just uh, everything's just all casual and laid back. Let's do some more matches. No, let's go out. You know, you're the man. You're supposed to be the man. Let's go out here. You know, how hard would it have been for you to take this belt from Bailey? You know, come on, let let let, you know. I don't. I don't know.
0: A million percent, man. I couldn't agree more. Uh, It's just everything. That the man was when, when she was becoming the man, when she was becoming Becky Two Belts, when she was becoming the most talked about and wanted figure on our televisions and pro wrestling has just been lost. And I don't know if it's if it was the the mixed tag crap with Seth Rollins or the I mean, the feud with I thought Lacey Evans and, and, and Becky outside of the bad, the bad spots that they had together. Um, which may have, may have hurt Becky a little bit. Uh, I I thought it wasn't, I thought it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't nearly the caliber of the intensity as that we've seen in her, but to be somebody who, who literally tried to fight Stephanie McMahon when she got suspended because her dream was getting taken away or, and then tried to fight Stephanie McMahon whenever she was, was, had to get cleared by a doctor when her knee was hurt, Right. And fought through the rumble with a bad knee. And then fought Charlotte with a bad knee. And did all this stuff. Like for her to be okay with losing a belt.
1: To Bailey exactly. of all people. like Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, really? You, you lost it? And it's okay? No. It's not okay.
0: Where's that badass who got her freaking orbital broke. And was standing there bloody telling him to bring it on. That you're not gonna step down, like, and, and again, I get it. It's not Becky's fault. It's whoever's writing this crap, but they just they completely lost the character. Yes. And it sucks, man. I I, I don't know, and I don't know. Uh, outside of Becky taking a break and coming back, I don't know if she can hit that those 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 big pops that she was getting whenever she was at the height of that Becky two belt stuff. Because that was. I mean that was some stone cold level stuff, man.
1: Like, it, it really was. Yeah. It that that's probably about the best way to put it. It was she she was stone cold versus Vince McMahon level um at the top everybody needed you to have the belts.
0: Now, maybe this is where Shayna could come in. Becky versus Natalia it could be a good match. You can even make Natalya look very strong, because I think Becky plays best when she's, when she's having to fight through adversity. I don't, I don't think Becky's believable as somebody who's just gonna come out and squash somebody. But what if, what if, what if Shayna and her horsewomen roll up ringside during this match? Shayna's got that championship strap over her shoulder, and then just sicks the dogs on Becky and Natalya, and then just leaves them both laying there.
1: That's not a bad. Now, if I was going to see that, I'd like to see that in the Trish Charlotte match. But I could get behind this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I, uh, I think I'd rather see it in the Trish Charlotte match as well. But I don't know. I'm am trying to think of something to make Becky back back to Becky back to the man. Back to really being that force. That that must see right. force. Um. Or you, you may have missed Raw, but you definitely the next morning went to YouTube and caught the Becky segments, right? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think Becky Becky wins this match. Um, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see the next the next real challenger make an appearance um, soon.
1: Yeah, we we we've got to see, we've got to see this happen. But I don't know. I like I say I don't. What what is what does Becky do to prove that she's the man again? Yeah,
0: there's nothing nothing against Natty. I was really happy when they put the championship on Natty um, a couple years ago. She's to me Natty is best when she is enhancing younger talent. Like when her matches with Charlotte when Charlotte was at NXT were incredible, and I think. It's because of those matches with Natty that Charlotte became who she was. Like getting somebody as experienced as Natty and who could actually go like Natty can um, was invaluable. And I think I think Natalia needs to be in that role. She needs to be that that gatekeeper. Um, maybe the women's division doesn't need two equal championships. Maybe they need a mid card belt like somebody like Natty could hold and then gatekeep that next rising star at.
1: That's actually not a bad idea. I think that works better.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could easily, you could take the the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, maybe uh, that may cause some problems with, with the Legacy diehards. But you could take one of those, traditionally male belts, and say, hey, this is going to be uh, the women's division's alternate title from now on, or whatever.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and I think that's why I think. What we've got to see is, you know, a a champion really changed the the, the course of the championship. You know, a, a a Becky two belts should have said, "Oh, I've had these belts so long, I'm gonna make it one belt." Yeah, you know, this is Stone Cold throwing the belt in the river. You know, when he's feuding with The Rock. Right. You know, this is you know. You know, I'm, I'm going to unveil the title just for me because this is how, you know, this is who I am now. I don't yeah, know.
0: That hasn't happened. That happened to me. Honestly, that happened too much in the Attitude Era because before you knew, like, like Austin did it and then you had uh John, John Cena did it with the spinner belt and then Edge had his own belt and like they had right. like custom belts for everybody. So it kind of lost a little bit of that impact. But you're right. Uh. Especially in that women's division, I mean, they've—it's almost—it's almost like the WWE has said, "Hey, we need to put a lot of effort in making uh, the women's division seem relevant," and then somebody said, "Okay, no, 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 we did that. Now we can we can go back to just kind of sweeping this all under the rug and, and focusing elsewhere." Like they're not putting the same level of effort like that they were doing during the Revolution right and maybe right. maybe that's just my, my 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 take on it and uh maybe it's a bad take I don't know just it's just what I'm feeling right now all right the last match of the night Brock Lesnar I should do that better <laughs> Brock Lesnar whatever Paulie says it uh versus Seth Rollins uh you know Seth went from badass babyface to the most hated heel in the business to really bad babyface to badass babyface and now he's kind of went back to the really bad babyface. There's a lot of people who have soured on Seth Rollins recently. Uh,
1: you know, I watched the end of that match on was it Monday or Monday his attack. Yeah. Say. And and it was It was disappointing to see him like that, you know, you know, just 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 sad and broken sitting there in the ring. I was I was honestly waiting for him just to announce his retirement.
0: Well, it's crazy. It's another one of those things. Seth Rollins, not one month ago, had a steel chair in his hand and was literally beating the shit. Out of every single WWE superstar that would even look at Baron Corbin, like where's the where's the continuity in our characters here? Yeah, like it, Seth Rollins is supposed to be a bad he's a badass baby face that's supposed to fight for the everyman. What happened? He's the Beast Slayer. He's the King Slayer. You know, he's not a guy that gets beat down and doesn't get back up like what right. what are they trying to do with this character right now i don't understand it
1: i don't either you know that i listened to that speech is like you know you do it even though it'll kill you and i'm like come on man it, it, this is not instilling confidence that you're gonna come out here right and, and, ha, and, and have a fighting chance you know yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it even if it kills me no i need you to do it because you think you can win
0: Right, like it's it's almost like they're booking this match the same way they did when Dean Ambrose fought, fought Lesnar, which by the way, I loved to me that was some of Dean's best work solo in the WWE. His promos when he was off in the desert training to fight Lesnar and he said, "Listen, I don't I don't I'm not deluding myself. I know what I'm getting myself into. I know that Brock Lesnar's going to kick my ass, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to give it to him as much as I can until my body quits." And I thought that was, one, completely on brand with the Ambrose character. And I thought, like, you know what? Maybe he can outlast him. Maybe he can get a punch in and hurt Lesnar or something. And he can actually win this. To me right now, Rollins is down and out. And if he wins against Lesnar on Sunday, I got to ask myself why. why. Why have him drop the strap at all only to lose it? Uh, it just, I don't, I don't get it. So, I right. think, I think Lesnar is gonna, is gonna, it's gonna be a beatdown here.
1: You know, that's what I'm expecting. And you know, I was hoping that you know we would be moving away from the land of the giants and these you know, super large, super heavyweight champions. But I mean, I can't. You know, you you had Seth drop it, and at this point, you know. He, he he's going on being, you know, a shell of himself, so why why go out here now and put it right back on? At yeah. the same time, you know, who who do you put up against against Brock now?
0: You know what? I'm I'm saying I'm saying the fiend, man. I'm saying if 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 the beast, you know, if the beast wants a real challenge, the fiend is gonna find him. You know, all you gotta do is let him in. Imagine yeah. Bray Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar.
1: Whew, that could be a good match.
0: Has has that been done since Brock's been back?
1: I don't think so, uh, right? I, I, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think. think so I either. think. I think Bray had what, what? was it? Jeff Hardy or was it? Is it Matt that he was harassing for a while? And yeah. Then, uh, was it John Cena? He was trying to get to the dark side for a while. So, I don't know.
0: Okay, Brock took on Bray Wyatt at Roadblock in 2016. Uh, and okay. and Brock, I guess Brock won. Uh but apparently and maybe Bray was injured or something because the Wyatt family was involved pretty heavily in that. And there's there's an article that says why Bray Wyatt didn't wrestle against Brock Lesnar. Uh, okay. So I don't know. There may be a, there may be a behind the scenes story there, but uh, he definitely hasn't wrestled the Fiend. And if you're yeah. gonna if 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 Finn Balor is gonna be the first real victim of the Fiend, man, how how bad ass would it be if Lesnar was the second? I don't know. Uh, I'm saying Lesnar is going to take this one. Uh, I I I I think Seth Seth needs to figure some stuff out with the writing team and needs to regain some control of what the hell he wants his character to be right now. Just like Beck, just like Becky. I don't know they're they're together. I don't know if they're drinking the same Kool Aid or what, but
1: maybe they're both going on vacation. Maybe. I don't
0: know. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't. They're both. They're both super attractive fit people uh, they can enjoy themselves for a bit I'm sure with all that money that
1: they're making right now right so if you had your title run go take you a vacation and then figure out what you want to do next do, do you think it's
0: something where they're you know the pillow talk with those two universal champion two time women's champion uh, at the same time do you think there's ever conversations that they're they're getting bigger than the business like there's what's keeping WWE afloat right now
1: you know I could see Becky feeling that way I can't see Seth just realizing his, his journey like but at the same time he came from shield and shield was was that business shield shield was it And then he goes solo and that pushed him on to a whole nother level because, you know, I originally thought when they split, you know, I thought Roman Reigns would take off and the other two would get left behind. I never thought that it would be the opposite that skyrockets the way that he did. And, you know,
0: dude, Seth's Seth's heel work was some of the best chicken shit heel work maybe ever it was masterfully done and what was cool about it is that even though he had like j and j security and was running that like i don't want to have a fair fight with anybody there was something still threatening about him like when he had edge re-in- uh re-institute the authority uh, mm-hmm. in front of john cena and then he's like john you got to do it or i'm gonna i'm gonna break edge's neck in front of everybody and then John was like, okay, I do it. I, I reinstitute the authority, whatever that angle was, whatever he had to say. And then right. S- Seth looks over at him. He's like, John, why'd you do that? You know, I'm just going to kill him anyways. And like went to go do the curb stomp to him. Uh, and then Edge, of course, gets out of out of Danger's way. But like that, like, ah, thanks for doing what I want. I'm still going to hurt this dude because I'm a bad guy. Like I thought that was sick. Yes. Uh, and people hated Seth Rollins, dude. When he turned on the shield, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody have that much heat as for as long of a period that Seth had heat.
1: That's why it worked. And and you look at him now, and it's like, we're not seeing the Seth that we've seen at, at any point. You know? this yeah. this, guy, this guy has been a top dog, dominant, confident, and now we're seeing this broken... Seth Rollins in the ring saying, I'm just going to try my best.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't make, again, it doesn't make sense. Seth is not, and maybe it's because it's Lesnar, right? And Lesnar's the beast and yada, yada. But to me, Seth is not a, a, a yes movement champion. Seth should be a badass. He's an assassin, man. He should come out and he should, he should just kill people. Um, I don't know. I know Seth is 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 capable of some amazing matches. His Gauntlet matches um that he had whenever he started to really kind of pop as a as a babyface recently uh, mm-hmm. were incredible on TV even, man. And his some of some of my favorite matches in recent memory in the WWE have involved Seth Rollins. Um it's weird to say, but I don't know if you remember that 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 triple threat between Brock Lesnar um Seth Rollins and John Cena? Yes. Oh, that match was so cool to me, dude. It was was it both match was because that was I think it was when John Cena was the champion and then Seth Rollins was the United States champion, maybe? I think so. Because he was because he got two bouts after that for for some time. yes, um yeah. Anyway, that was a couple years ago. I'm sure it's on the network. Just Google that triple threat and or go to the network and, and type in that triple threat and you can watch it. Uh, well, that's it, man. That's the whole card. That's that's I don't know. We've got like eight hours of wrestling in our, in our near futures with TakeOver right. and that. So uh, it's also Sunday's my birthday, so I'm going to be doing as little as possible, drinking as much as I can and eating all the chicken wings I can put into my body while watching professional wrestling this weekend that is my birthday wish
1: nice nice happy early birthday thank you sir i appreciate you i'll i'll make sure i toast one for you definitely
0: man we'll have to we'll have to chat mid-match to see to see what you think about things see how close we were on some of these things yes definitely all right james well i appreciate you joining me as always sir we need to do this again
1: thanks for having me again
0: All right, y'all, that is it. That's the show. I hope you enjoyed yourselves as much as I enjoyed mine. Uh, Again, everything on this podcast, we talk horror movies, we talk board games, we talk pro wrestling, and really anything else that's on my mind. So if you haven't heard lately, you, yes, you, the person listening to this podcast, are amazing. Don't let anybody ever take that away from you. If you ever need to talk, hit me up on Twitter at Let's Level Up. And until next time, thank you and game on.